This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, October 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state lines. Trump Chinese to meet after big day. USDA critic eyes appropriation post and ICE crackdown will continue. Here's an editor's note before we begin. Monday's Columbus Day, so Daybreak will return on Tuesday, October 15th. President Trump to meet top Chinese negotiator today. President Donald Trump will be meeting later today at the White House with Chinese Vice Premier Liu He, who is leading the Chinese trade delegation during talks this week. Trump, in a Thursday tweet, played coy about whether he would accept what the Chinese are offering in the ongoing negotiations and again suggested the Chinese are anxious to end the trade war. Nothing else, it was a positive sign that the Chinese delegation didn't break off the talks after one day, as was reported they might do. Big day of negotiations with China, Trump said. They want to make a deal, but do I? Later in the day, Trump told reporters that the talks were, quote, going very, very well. A tech note, the Chinese has promised to buy a lot of U.S. soybeans and pork. Yesterday, the USDA announced a daily export sale of 398,000 metric tons of soybeans for delivery in the 1920 marketing year. USDA's weekly export sales report showed China bought 1.2 million metric tons of soybeans during the seven-day period ending October 3rd. USDA critic gunning for top appropriations post. An outspoken critic of farm programs who has also frequently challenged USDA on food safety issues is running to succeed Nita Lowy as chair of the House Appropriations Committee. Lowy announced yesterday that she won't seek re-election next Congress next year. And Rosa DeLauro of Connecticut announced shortly thereafter that she would seek the top Democratic position on the committee. DeLauro is a longtime member of the Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, a position she has used to challenge the federal crop insurance program and other forms of farm support. She's been a strong advocate for imposing a means test and other restrictions on crop insurance to limit its use by large farms. During debate on the 2018 Farm Bill, she said the legislation was, quote, rigged for the rich. Keep in mind, the Appropriations Committee does not write farm bills, but it does control the USDA annual budget. The committee has used those spending measures to impose restrictions or mandates on the department to cut farm bill spending. China buyers to go big on pork for 2020. Chinese demand for pork imports is expected to grow as the country deals with African swine fever. And USDA's weekly export sales report shows that U.S. pork is already in high demand for next year. Chinese importers recently purchased a whopping 123,400 metric tons of pork for 2020 delivery. It's a very big number, but you don't know when all that product is going to move. That's Joe Shuley with the U.S. Meat Export Federation. China was also the biggest buyer of U.S. pork for the seven-day period, racking up purchases of 18,800 metric tons for 2019 delivery and a whopping 123,400 metric tons for delivery in 2020. Japan deal to spur U.S. beef exports. Japanese tariffs on U.S. beef will drop from 38.5% to 26.6% as soon as the U.S.-Japan trade agreement goes into effect. 
Now, the U.S. goal is January 1. Ken Backus, NCBA's Director of International Trade and Market Access, expects U.S. exports to pick up quickly. He said, I think we're going to see some sizable growth. He told reporters that, stressing that the U.S. exporters will be put on a level playing field with competitors like Australia that already secured tariff decreases under the CPTPP. Backus said that market is on fire right now. They want high-quality U.S. beef. If U.S. beef exports rise too quickly, they could be subject to a new safeguard trigger. But that's not necessarily a permanent restriction. There is a clause in the pact that allows the safeguard measure to be renegotiated if it's ever triggered. That according to Backus. ICE will continue employer raids. The acting director of Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, Matthew Albens, was questioned at a news conference yesterday about whether his agents would be conducting more raids like the ones in August on poultry processors in Mississippi. Albans' response was that ICE enforces more than 400 laws and that legal employment and worksite enforcement is part of the agency's portfolio. He said, we'll continue to do those cases. He did not elaborate further. FCC seeks to target telehealth aid. The Federal Communications Commission is finalizing a new rule that will seek to better prioritize rural telehealth funding. The plan, approved by the commission in August, will target funding to areas with least population density. FCC Chairman Adjit Payai said the plan would, quote, promote transparency, accountability, and predictability in the rural health care program. Another commissioner, Michael O'Reilly, questioned the amount of funding now going to more urban areas. He said the money now allocated for urban centers could be used to fund a lot of good in needy rural areas. So happy Farmer's Day, yogurt to aid preservation. Saturday is National Farmer's Day and yogurt manufacturer Chobani is making it by launching a flavor called Farmer Batch. Ten cents of every sale will go to the American Farmland Trust, the farm preservation advocacy group behind the slogan, No Farms, No Food. AFT will use the money to provide micro-grants of up to $10,000 to help farmers transfer or protect their land, strengthen their farm business, or develop climate plans. Here's today's He Said It. Secretary Purdue cares about supporting farmers regardless of farm size, so it's unfortunate his comments have been taken out of context to suggest otherwise. That Wisconsin Farm Bureau President Jim Holty in a statement defending Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue from the criticism he has received for remarks about small farms and consolidation. Here's a correction for the record. Uh, yesterday's Daybreak reported the wrong number of judges that the WTO will have in December if the U.S. doesn't stop blocking nominees. The number would drop from the current three, the minimum needed to operate, to just one. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, October 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.